This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Real Vision, we're closing the doors. But not how you might think. You see, this autumn we're launching the new Real Vision, a platform built around the universal truth that knowledge times tools times network equals success, your success. It's the biggest transformation in our history and brings together everything you need in your journey from information to knowledge to wisdom, all in one place. That's incredible AI, charting tools, networking, economic data, watch lists, notes, and a whole ton more. We start rolling out to our current members at the end of August. And from August the 15th, we're closing the doors to any new members while we focus on that. But you do have one final chance to get in that door. Until August the 15th, you can level up for a whole quarter of Real Vision just for the price of $20.14. When you go to realvision.com forward slash last chance, you'll see why we chose that price in particular. It's something about Real Vision of old. You'll get to experience the new platform before the general public with no obligation to stay after that three months and a price that works out for like $6 a month. It's what you call a no-brainer. Anyway, I hope to see you on Real Vision. It's an incredible community and my God, this new platform is going to be extraordinary and will change as many lives as possible. That's realvision.com forward slash last chance. What's going on, guys? It's Ash Bennington. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. Before I bring in our guest today, I want to talk about something that's really cool that's happening right now at RV. It's mint season number two for the Real Vision Collective, and it's happening right now. The aim of the RV Collective is to bring all your favorite NFT communities together while giving you the knowledge you need to navigate Web3. Season two is the next step in this journey. To create this collection, we've pulled artwork from nine of the most significant COO projects out there, excuse me, CCO, Creative Commons, of course, and transformed them into three unique mashups. If you want to help us keep building the super community of NFTs, head over to realvision.com forward slash collective. That's realvision.com forward slash collective to learn more and to mint your own season two NFT. With that said, Let's bring in our guests. Joining me today are Brandon De Silva, co-founder and CEO of Arena X Labs, and Wei Xia, co-founder and COO of Arena X Labs. Brandon, Wei, welcome to the show. Thanks great for having here, us. Guys, it's great to have you with us. I spent, as I was saying off camera, I spent the morning uh, watching videos on YouTube, uh, what you guys are doing on this. And it's really cool. It's really interesting. Obviously not investment advice. It's very early, very high concept, but this is really cool tech that you guys are playing around with. Uh, guys, give us the big picture. First sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I can kick it off. So essentially what we're doing is we're Trojan horsing AI education through a game. 
because games are great of abstracting away complexity, right? So something as complex as AI, we're actually bringing forth a video game where people kind of just play um, and they subconsciously learn about AI. Yeah, so talk a little bit about how you guys are doing that, uh, what the gameplay is, what the mechanics are, uh, and what the ultimate goal is in terms of this AI education project integrated with gaming. Yeah, absolutely. So a bit more about the game. Uh, it's specifically a player versus player platform fighting game. Um, so essentially there is a platform um, that you have to try and not fall off of and you have to try and knock your opponent off of. And the intention of the game is to actually teach your AI how to fight, right? So you're showing it what to do in various situations and over time it should actually learn how to fight like you. Right. Um, We're showing so, a clip, by the way, on this on the screen so people can see it. I mean, the most striking thing when you see that clip uh, is that it looks like kind of any other platform fighter uh, just by looking at it on the screen, but obviously it's not. Exactly. Um, and it, it looks like that because what's happening is you as a human are imparting your skills into this almost like a digital representation of yourself. Right, and I'm sure we'll get there later, but it's really cool that you can actually have these things on the blockchain because now you have a digital representation of your skill in a game that can actually play on behalf of you represented on the blockchain as an NFT. Uh, but, but I'm sure we'll dive into that a bit later. Yeah, Wade, jump in. Anything to add? Yeah, I, I think um, what, what we're really excited about is the fact that not only have we created a... Um, kind of a genre-leading game. It's something that's never been done before. Um, uh, when we use AI models and embed it into the focal character in a game, it really starts to change the experience that the human players have with the in-game characters that they're able to train and build up and uh, enhance over time. And we, we hear a lot of the feedback from our early community players where um, they really grow this kind of intense emotional bond with the characters because they really had to train them up um, every step of the way into a very uh, proficient and uh, exciting fighter in the arena. Um, I think beyond that, uh, I think one of the missions that we wanted to kind of create and achieve with AI Arena is to really democratize AI, making the knowledge base and understanding of something that's perhaps a little bit threatening and um, technical uh, and it may feel out of reach for um, uh, some people. We want to make sure that we're, we're using a, a medium of gaming to kind of uh, bridge that gap a little bit better and more efficiently and bring people into the world of an AI in a very friendly way and use the engagement loop of the gaming to really encourage them and motivate them to explore more. So it's like a stepping stone to learn more about AI um, through the medium of gaming. Gosh, it's so interesting uh, that rushed to mind. Uh, the first that you know, gaming interfaces seem to be, I, at least in my view, and I've got this thinking from a gentleman named Alex Fernandez, uh, who's been on Real Vision a number of times, uh, really are kind of the, the most elegant portal into the digital world. It's something that people, particularly young people, are very familiar with. Uh, it's very natural and very intuitive. Uh, the other thing that struck me uh, when you were talking their way, when you're talking about this idea of, of, of kind of being with your AI avatar every step of the way. It reminded me a little bit of, I guess, the uh, late 1990s uh, phenomenon of uh, Tamata Gucci's, this idea that you, you kind of have to constantly uh, keep uh, kind of an emotional tether to a physical device. It's just really interesting when you think about what that interaction looks like. Yeah, I think the, the, the example that you gave there um, is, is very appropriate, except I would say 
um, it's like the actual, it, it would be like the natural end state of what Tamagotchi could have became, right? Which is in this case, um, because they're AIs, they're very flexible. They can, they can theoretically right. learn an arbitrary uh, permutation of uh, like a combination of skills. So what you see in the competition as a result of different people's perspectives on training and different skills that they have imparted on their AIs is very expressive AIs playing the game in different ways. And that's really exciting. Um, and it leads to a type of game experience where it's really an infinite um, game, an infinite competition, because there's really no skill cap or ceiling. And we've lifted that constraint away from gaming. Um, and all you're, all you're left with, it with is really the ob observation of like the ingenuity and creativity of individual players and what they were able to teach their AI to perform in the arena. So, so what's the gameplay experience? Is the idea that basically the actual live gameplay takes place during the training phase uh, and then it gets automated from there and they, they, uh, the two uh, AI bots essentially compete with each other? Yes. Um, so, so, so the way that it happens, you're right. So the actual kind of you, the, the, the traditional kind of gameplay experience is on the training side. And there are three steps to is really actually showing your AI what to do first. And then there's the configuration and inspection, which is really um, kind of uh, contextualizing how your AI learns the information that you just showed it. So when you're collecting data, you're literally showing your AI, I want you to punch or block or jump. Um, and then you take that information and then you contextualize it and say, I want you to learn these skills in this way. That's, that's kind of the configuration step. And then the final step is the inspection, which is actually the feedback loop where you're able to diagnose at any moment in time, what your AI has learned, what its current policy is, which is its decision-making framework, and understand how um, how its current behavior is going to be in a game. And you can use that as a feedback to loop back into the beginning of the loop again and, and try to figure out how you can enhance and improve its performance uh, in the future. So it's a very iterative kind of training process. And then once you're comfortable with your AI's performance, you can actually um, su submit it into the arena where it autonomously battles other AI right. characters trained by other people. So, so, so what's the platform that this runs on right now? Uh, right now, it's entirely run on the browser. Um, we've actually built our game engine from scratch to support this. Um, and the reason why we wanted to launch it on browsers is because we wanted to be as accessible as possible to as many people. Um, and so there, there's there's kind of nothing more accessible than just going to a website and start playing immediately, right? right? So no no downloads required. Uh, no downloads. No, plugins. no, just go into the browser and uh, start playing. Yeah, that's really cool for two reasons. One, for accessibility, and two, uh, obviously lots of people in crypto are concerned about security and are un, uh, are, are have hesitation at least about installing yep. things on their computer. Uh, absolutely, and and rightfully so. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us, uh, talking of which, tell us about the blockchain tie-ins. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there there are a few, but I, I can tell you some more on the immediate horizon. So um, essentially, like, like I mentioned, um, you are training these characters, right? And so they are these digital representations of your skill. Um, and then what we can do is we can embed that into NFTs. And, and the reason why we actually started going down this path, we started it like three years ago, is because um, we saw the technology of NFTs and we thought it could be so much more than what it was just being applied to, which is just a pointer to uh, some, some image. 
at that time. Uh, and at that time, um, I was a quant uh, at an investment firm. And so I was building these machine learning strategies. Um, and me and Wei uh, were doing a lot of the crypto research back in the day for, for the firm. And we started looking at NFTs and understanding the tech and we're like, holy smokes, these things are just basically containers for anything that's unique and has value. And so the light bulb kind of went right. off like, oh, like we can embed like some true utility in these containers, right? Which is these machine learning models that actually do stuff. Uh, and that's kind of how it, it started. Um, and so, and so, yeah, so our uh, characters can be represented as NFTs um, that sort of are tradable. And the idea there is that if you are truly good at playing the game, you can actually improve basically the value of this NFT through training it to basically play better, right? And so um, it becomes this meritocratic thing where if you're better at playing the game, you should kind of like accrue more value, if you know what I mean. Because now this thing is able to beat the majority of other NFTs. Um, does, does that make sense? Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick pause and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, it, it does. In terms of the, the way that you guys think about it, what, what data is actually stored on chain in terms of the utility functionality and integration with the game itself? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great question. So um, initially, it was actually the entire artificial neural network was stored on chain. Um, and we took it a step further and actually encrypted the neural network and stored that on chain. Um, however, we had to kind of... Um, take a step back from that because um, it, it's going to help if I contextualize the, the progression of our game. We started off with a much simpler proof of concept game uh, that could um, run on a smaller neural network, right? And as you increase the complexity of a game, um, the larger and larger neural network is required to do uh, the task, essentially. Uh, and so we basically um, upped our game uh, to the current platform funder that it is because of the fact that we found that previously a lot of the strategies were converging onto the similar thing and it was getting a little kind of repetitive to watch. And so we're like, okay, we need to expand the search space of possible strategies a lot, which meant we needed to increase the size of the neural network. And unfortunately, we started hitting constraints in terms of um, like when we wanted to save the model on chain, it actually required like 10 different transactions just to push all the data on chain per model update. Uh, and so it just wasn't feasible. Right. So what we ended up doing is just storing that on IPFS and just storing kind of the pointer to the model on IPFS. Uh, and then when it comes time for, for runtime, it basically checks the blockchain, pulls from IPFS, and then uh, basically like restores that model uh, and starts using it. So it's essentially, it's essentially a pointer uh, that mm -hmm. maintains a kind, of, uh, a kind of security state. And then you go against IPFS where the actual model uh, is run. Exactly it's, it's, exactly. it's the usual constraints, right? It's it's bandwidth, speed, latency, all that stuff. Uh, uh, 100%. Speed, cetera, cetera. Yeah, 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 
Yeah. I, this is interesting to me because from a gameplay perspective, it's kind of a new model. Uh, I'm not aware, at least, of any system that uses essentially uh, live play for training and then uh, automated execution for competition. That's an interesting idea. Uh, what's the feedback you've gotten? Are people getting their heads around exactly what that means? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been fortunate enough to um, accrue a very um, fervent uh, small community that have been building with us since uh, I think it's like 2021. It's been a couple of years now, and they've been giving us feedback every step of the way. Um, reception has been great. I think the common uh, common feedback that we get is that people consistently say that this is a game experience that they have never come across, and is still to this right. date something that's truly unique, whether it's Web 2 or Web 3. Um, there are aspects of the game uh, where you segregate kind of the training, which is live, with the battling, which is like autonomous, and it's actually like infinitely scalable, right? Because if you think about it, the the saved version of your model is 100% available at all times. So you can actually, you know, theoretically, you can like simultaneously use your asset to battle across many different competitions concurrently. Right. Um, and and these these kind of features make the gameplay uh, very unique and differentiated, and it's it's very exciting to watch because as you can imagine, uh, when you go through the process of training, it's kind of like we, we say it's kind of like raising a child, and you're so vested emotionally in how they um, kind of perform later on because of all of the uh, hardships that you went through to get them to perform at a certain level. It's immensely rewarding to watch them succeed. Right. right, so that 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 detachment point of watching your AIs perform actually heightens the experience uh, of watching these competitions. Um, and there's actually really good kind of th uh, theory-based reasons why that is. Um, um, but we see that uh, that the players actually really do enjoy this. Yeah, and just to double click on this to reinforce the idea, which I think I understand, uh, the better player you are, the stronger you'll be in training. Therefore, the stronger those characteristics your character will inherit. Uh, so essentially, when you're watching it play, you're watching, in effect, the cumulative sum total of your own gaming skill and experience play out, though in an automated format, based on the AI uh, learning algorithms that you've embedded in the system. Absolutely. That's exactly it. And then you're also watching uh, what someone else was able to do with theirs. And right, sometimes right. even even when you lose, you're learning a lot by observing how other people's AIs perform, which you take back into the training of your AI to try to one-up that your opponents and continue to collect that ladder. So in other words, if you see a, a move or a particular combination of moves uh, that's defeating your character, what you can do is then basically include that in your own training so that the model teaches your character that so the next time that you fight or you can counter that move. I mean, that's just really interesting conceptually. Yes, and that, that leads to the infinite nature of this competition because, you know, it, it just constantly morphs as a function of who's playing the game and the best players will continue to push the meta forward. Um, so it's, it's fascinating to observe. And, and where is the community right now? Is it on Discord? Yeah, our, our core community lives on Discord. Um, we have a server and players from all around the world. Um, some of our most active communities are from like Southeast Asia, China, um, the kind of Eastern Europe, Africa, and obviously a, a, a pretty strong uh, presence in like English speaking Western ge geographies as well. But it's, it's quite diversified globally. So it's very exciting to see people from all backgrounds, all walks of life and um, geographic kind of locations come in and compete uh, within the arena um, in this like 
very novel game mechanic. So, so when is it playable for everyone on the mainnet? We're currently targeting a mainnet launch uh, either end of this year or early next year. So we're making good progress towards that. The game is um, is built, is functioning, is playable. Obviously, some still some refinements that we have to make along the way. So uh, right now, where we are at is uh, we have beta uh, testing available. People just have to come into our community, sign up, and you can get access to the demo. Um, if you are actually quite good at the demo, or if you're demonstrating that you're you're taking to the game quite well. We we invite those individuals to what's called exclusive access, which is a smaller group of people that um, are playing the game at a very high skill level. Um, and that's the core base of players that we want to cultivate because when we launch on mainnet, we want um, a very strong set of competitors to lead the way in showcasing the game through really exciting um, gameplay content. So we're, we're slowly building up that core group of competitive players. Um, and uh, we run constant play tests over time for, for that cohort. And we actually, that's actually how we also distribute our NFTs is that people have to come in and earn them. Um, so only for the people who are placing in the top of these play tests uh, will they basically get um, the ability to mint one of our NFTs. Hey everyone, we're gonna take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back to the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Just to take it yeah. a little bit more broadly, uh, what does this tell you about the current state of AI uh, and where we're at with it? I think a lot of people think about large language models uh, as being kind of the predominant paradigm, obviously a text-based interface where you're typing uh, and the system is learning this very different in terms of the interface, in terms of the application, in terms of the uh, ultimate framework that you're using it in. Uh, what's your general take on where AI is right now and how what you're doing in the game relates to that? Brandy, do you want to start on that? I can probably add my perspective on it as well. Oh, I think, yeah, what, what? I think uh, I'm cutting off a little bit. It's okay, you're back. You're back now. Okay, okay, I'm back. Uh, so I, I heard the, the, the part where you said um, the large language models, yeah. text interface, and then um, was the was the question, sorry, I cut off for this part, but was sure, it kind the, of the like what, what we're doing, it's different? The question was just basically where do you see the current state of AI right now uh, and how does this mm. game interface with that? I see, I see. So um, one thing I'll note is that we don't directly kind of like interface uh, and, and incorporate some of those other elements. So the, like the two biggest things that we're kind of seeing is uh, generative models, uh, specifically on the art front and on the, the language front, right? Right. Um, obviously for 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 good reason right it's very easy to interact with these things something like a chat gpt you interact as you normally would with another human being right and, and then you get some some output similarly with the um like the generative art stuff is like you interact like a normal human being would would say i want this and then it gives you something output right so it's it's very easy for these people um to to kind of like interact with these things and get like really good results um 
kind of where we fit in with this is basically uh, we, we all we actually help fill the gap of um, AI knowledge, right? Uh, because while these things are coming out, there's a lot of people that are looking at this and they're like, damn, this is kind of scary. You know, I don't know what's going to happen to me, what's going to happen to my job, what's going to happen to the future with AI. Uh, and right. so um, what we're providing is basically an opportunity for people to kind of learn more about this and realize, hey, it's 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 not so scary. Let's let's kind of take it once a better time. Let's learn about this thing, because uh, often what I find is people are scared of what they don't know. Um, you know what I mean? And so where we fit in is we, we kind of provide a new interface um, to interact with AI um, in a way that you actually kind of learn about the AI. You know what I mean? When you're interacting with ChatGPT, you're not learning about the AI behind ChatGPT. You're just getting a direct output. With right. us, you're actually starting to learn about it and learn the, the nuances about actually teaching an AI, right? You're like, I show it this specific right. thing um, and it learns something different. It's like, why did it learn something different? Uh, and you start by playing our game subconsciously, just like having this knowledge kind of ingrained in your head. And then over time, you're like, okay, I kind of understand this AI thing, how this thing's working. It's not something to be kind of like so scared about, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that's spot on when people interact with ChatGPT. It seems like a black box. They focus on the output, yeah. the functionality, but not on the process uh, of how AI gets there and what the potential uses I think could be in the future. Guys, really, really interesting conversation. It's really cool stuff that you guys are working on. Final thoughts, key takeaways, about 30 seconds each, if you wouldn't mind. Let's start out. Uh, well, let's start with you, Wei, since we started with Brandon first. Yeah, final thoughts. Um... I think, uh, like I said before, we're really excited about what we're building. There's really nothing out there um, that's comparable. Uh, I think we're at a moment in time where we're, we're starting to, I think the, the general population is starting to realize that AI is going to permeate and affect every aspect of our lives going forward. So um, from a mission uh, perspective, it's, it's kind of a imperative for us to uh, really democratize AI from a way that uh, we believe is very effective, which is um, through the medium of gaming. Uh, like I said before, it invites people to explore AI a bit more. Um, what we what we're not promising is that this is not a replacement for like a, you know, uh, an undergraduate degree in like computer science or, or AI. This is kind of the stepping stone. This is the gateway um, to launch people into an exploration of the space and doing so in a way where it's actually very fun and engaging. So uh, we're we're quite excited about what we're doing. Yeah, well said, Brandon. Final thoughts, key takeaways. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd like to just build on that a, a little bit. I think, like we said, this is not a replacement for education, but um, something that got me really interested in AI was when I, <laughs> this might sound silly, but when I saw someone do a simple example of making a cart automatically go to a top of a hill, right? Um, and something so simple was like, oh, this is really cool. Let me explore it further. And we hope that people by playing our game will kind of spark an interest and want to pursue kind of like AI further at the very least that they get interested. And and before we leave, I just want to end it off with saying it's not as hard as you think it is so long as you reframe it differently, right? Like a lot of people play games and they learn these very complex game mechanics because they're really interested in playing the game well, right? Just think about this and AI and machine learning, these terminologies as new game mechanics. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it certainly opens up the doors uh, for you to really absorb this stuff. Really interesting stuff, guys. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having us. 
that's it for today. Make sure to check out our website, realvision.com forward slash crypto. That's realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's free to sign up for our crypto content. Rao Pal will be this on the show tomorrow. You definitely won't want to miss that one. See you at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, 5 p.m. London time with Rao tomorrow. Thanks again for watching and listening, everybody. Have a great day. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.